Welcome to our fifth episode. Welcome back to What the Frizz. Um, so today we're going to be talking about women in science for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have two very cool guests and we're also announcing our giveaway. Mm-hmm. How excited are you about that? So excited. So for our Mother's Day giveaway, we have some really cool companies that wanted to partner with us. Hannah, who do we have? So we've got Winter Long. We've got Big North Rusting. We've got Clutched Fine Cheese. We have Designs by Alaska. We've got Tracy Blythe at Crowberry Designs. And we have the Unnamed Earring Shop. So what do you need to do in order to enter the giveaway? You just need to send a picture of you listening to our podcast with your mother, grandmother, or even your children. Yeah. And, and where do they send it to? How do they post it? So they can send it to us on Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. at What The Frizz Podcast. Or if they'd like, they can send it to us on our email, which is whatthefrizzpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And for this episode, yeah, as we mentioned, we have two very cool guests. We have Annika Trimble and Haley Conway. And they're just going to talk about their careers in science and Mm -hmm. their motivations and how they got driven into that passion. Um, It's basically just us for 20 to 30 minutes geeking out about science. Science. It's very cool. They're very cool people. Science and maps. Yeah. Um, It's just us nerding out, really. We're very excited to have them as our first guests. And we hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome everyone. We are so excited to be here. Um, first of all, cheers. Cheers. Didn't che- mine doesn't sound now. Cheers, oh, guys. I made it sound. Cheers. Um, we like to start our video. Oh, Haley. <laughs> what? You froze. You froze. <laughs> That's oh. okay. You're you're fine now. Well. that's fine you're fine it's gonna be fine um we're super excited to be here today happy friday happy weekend to everyone this is going to be our mother's day episode which is episode five Mm -hmm. um hannah what are we talking about today today we're talking about women in science and we have two special guests with us today yeah uh they're one of our favorite people here in Inuvik. Um, we have my very cool neighbor, Haley. We literally live around the corner from each other. And we have Annika. She makes us do all the science that we Hi do. Guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so do we want to start by you guys just saying a quick little blurb about yourselves? Okay, so um, my name is Annika, and I grew up in BC, and I kind of always knew, ever since I was very, very small, I wanted to live in the north. Yeah, so Inuvik has been my home since um, late 2007, but I had spent a couple years here before that. Yeah, I just, I've always loved spending time out in the bush or on the land. That's just my happy place, and that's a big part of what drew me into science, and I'm very, very lucky to have a really satisfying job. Um, getting to do science and communicate science to chiefly to youth so that's a lot of fun so that's a little bit about me and Haley hi very excited to be chatting with you today so um, I've been in Anubic for four years and I love it here so much and just like Annika I feel really lucky to have a job that lets me be outside and work with the community and learn new things and I love going to work every day. So I consider myself, I'm more of a geographer and I work in science a lot, but sometimes 
Um, I mean, geography is a type of science, but I love geography and maps and I also love science. So I am very excited to nerd out today with all of you. That's awesome. Yeah, literally when we were thinking of like the first one we thought of was Annika because we were doing the experiments yeah. and we were like, this, is, this would be really cool to talk about it with her, especially for Mother's Day. We're like, but we need like another nerdy person that would like nerd out with us. We both said Haley, like yeah. instantly. We're like, Haley, yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> And as soon as I heard Haley was going to be on, I told my friends, I'm like, I'm so happy I get to geek out with Haley. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. All right. So we can get started. We prepped some questions. Um, so first of all, who would you guys say was your main influence to start working in the science field? Haley, you can go first this time. <laughs> So I grew up in Ontario and in the summers between university, I was working in a provincial park in Ontario and I started off just selling permits and like helping people figure out where they were going. And then the GIS or mapping student quit my third summer and they were like, hey, you took one mapping course one time. You should be the mapping student. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but all right. So I had an incredible mentor in that job and I got to go outside all summer and I helped, you know, map portages and canoe routes and I did moose surveys and lake trout tagging and it was an absolute dream. So working there was already super fun. But then when I started working in science and like planning and mapping, I totally fell in love. And I really think that was a big turning point for me. So like for me, studying geography in school and maps was a lot different than doing it in real life. Like in my mapping labs in university, I was kind of like, this is boring because you're doing boring labs about, I don't even remember. They were just think, like problems you couldn't connect to. But then when I was doing it in the park in real life, I was like, this is what I want to be doing forever. So I really think that, yeah, that was, I had, I was really lucky to have a mentor early on when I was in like third year university. And that kind of changed my whole university path and what I decided to study after. So I feel very grateful for that experience and it was super fun. I had the best time. That's awesome. Attica? Uh, yeah, so um, I always liked science. Uh, I think where I grew up was backed up onto Crown land. Um, it was like we were quite a ways out of town, like a 15 minute drive, um, really in the boonies, like no TV signal, like that kind of place. We had a mountains on one side. We had a lake just down the road. We had hay fields and horses and like that kind of BC interior upbringing. So sounds amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, really like an amazing place to grow up. And the setting was just so rich um, and always like animals in our lives and uh, the place I was always happiest was just to take my dog and go and just by myself, like just take off up, up the side of a hill or down to the opposite side of the lake or go explore along railroad tracks. And like I was I always felt the most happiest when I was out side and in nature and school um, was really hard sometimes socially um, I really struggled with my peer group for like a lot of grades and I just kind of buckled down and I said well if I have to be here in this stupid setting <laughs> like with these people that I really am having a hard time with 
then I may as well like really dig into the stuff that I love and like learn about the natural world that I that really um, I just it just drew me so deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my it was really the setting that set my mind towards studying science as opposed to other things. And like I did abysmally in things like social studies and certainly in gym. And once I got to university, um, I had like I always thought about animals and ecology, which is kind of how the land and animals and the plants and the air and the water, like how everything works together to create mm-hmm. habitats or ecosystems. So that was kind of my thought. And I had to go back and take some plant courses, which I was really reluctant to do because I thought they're just the boring backdrop to like the <laughs> cute, interesting furry things or the but things that part of it all, right? right? So um, I had a teacher who was simply amazing and changed uh, just the way she communicated and the way she talked about um, plants and forced us to talk about plants um, in a kind of funny way. She literally changed um, the course of my uh, university. Um, I really invested heavily in plants and that was a big part of my first several years up here was doing plant ecology and seeds and um, plant yeah everything plants so I went from being very dismissive to very very um, geeky about arctic <laughs> plants and what what grows where so yeah I feel like teachers like really they sometimes they may not realize how important they are for or how kids. much of an impact yeah, they influence yeah that's awesome yeah. um and look at us like two incredible women mentors too yeah yeah, yeah. no for sure like I feel like everyone who I ask like what their influences or who their influences it it always goes back to a mentor or a teacher um I'm always so jealous when I hear Haley's stories and when I hear like Annika's stories like you guys just have so much fun we wanted to ask what's your favorite part about your job wow that's a tough question so I in my job so I'm the GIS like mapping technician so my favorite part is the summertime so the summertime I spend outside the whole summer on great like exploring the land and collecting lots of really cool information so I go on canoe trips and I do helicopter surveys and I go on hikes and I mean every moment I'm out there I can't believe that I like that's my job and I've just learned so much and the people who live here are so willing to share and teach you things like the Inuvalet and Gutchen who are are like in Inuvik and in the surrounding communities. I've learned so much about everything you could imagine, like plants and animal behavior and the land and what it's doing and how it's changing. So yeah, I feel really lucky that I get to be outside all summer and I get very yeah. sunburnt <laughs> and I fall a lot uh, on tussocks and sprain my ankle and <laughs> um and I'm just always learning like I yeah I feel I I can't believe that that's my job so yes the summer times are my favorite parts and we're entering that season very shortly mm-hmm. very excited yeah. yeah for what it's worth um I have massive envy too of Haley's and her job and her coworkers and their jobs. <laughs> and if like, um, when I first started coming up in the summers as a summer student, I got to do a lot of field work and help researchers out in the Western Arctic. And that was amazing because you could really see like the variety of research happening in our region 
and be part of it and kind of learn from the ground up what it meant to collect that information and how that information was so critical to understanding uh, what was happening, whether it was with regards to like permafrost and climate change or um, water quality or uh, the health of certain habitats. So um, that was really fascinating to spend my first couple summers doing that. Um, and right now, um, my job has shifted quite a bit more to outreach and education and chiefly doing hands-on science and making sure there's more and more hands-on science for youth yeah. in our region. And even that means um, training teachers or uh, or adults who work mm. with youth too. Um, so it is just hugely fun. So it, like taking a concept um, that might feel really dry in a textbook and finding ways or um, creating ways to bring that to life in a practical hands-on way and to, yeah. you know, and for our Northern students, sometimes there might be a really nice like analogy or a really nice crossover with something they're very, very familiar with um, living in the North or just even part of the culture or Northern games or things like that. And suddenly they're like, oh, you mean this principle in physics is kind of like that thing that we do when we, you know, are out on the land or or traveling by sled or something like that and suddenly like oh well shoot I know that what that means so yeah it's hugely rewarding and we we get to do a lot of fun stuff not so much in COVID right now but um, we're we've kind of shifted things a little bit to to make sure that there's still stuff happening for for kids whether they're at home or at school so it's a very satisfying um, job and keeps me very busy. Mm -hmm. I bet. And you've been incredible throughout the year, Annika. Like the things that you you and your team have put out this year have been awesome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um. So next up, uh, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to use interested in going into the science field? Um. I don't be shy. Like I think sometimes there's so many there's so many departments where you look at the first year students versus the final year students and you see a big shift in like the proportion of different genders or there might be stereotypes about you oh well you're a girl this isn't a female field or things like that um there there are more and more women going into post-secondary um we are outstripping the men in some departments mm -hmm. and pursuits mm -hmm. in the sciences and the other thing I would say, especially for Northern youth, like, you know, so much more than you think you do, you yeah. are, um, you carry such um, deep, inherent knowledge about your setting up here. And don't let anybody intimidate you because there's, there's just so much up here that is not intuitive for like Southern scientists coming mm -hmm. North and practicing up here. Um, the other thing I would say, I really want youth to understand this, that if you want to go into the sciences, you do not have to do a bachelor of science. You do not need to do a four year <laughs> degree. You can go to an Institute of technology like BCIT or mm -hmm. Nate or SAIT and find two year diplomas or four year specialties or 10 months, like be a drone operator and get into GIS and map making like, like Haley or um, get into the tech side of it too. So being a woman in science, you don't have to go straight into a bachelor of science. That is not a prerequisite for mm -hmm. um, getting into the sciences. There are so many other pathways to have like amazing technical knowledge and have a really hands-on um, sort of job. If you get a bachelor of science, sure, that's fine. Like there's a lot of beautiful jobs and research and, and, you know, 
but a lot of those jobs end behind a desk if you love being on the land if you love like traveling around and monitoring and taking measurements and helping people understand like how certain things are staying the same or changing um there's a lot of different ways to do that so and to add what Annika said, like specifically in the North, people want to hear what you have to say when you're from the North, you know, like that's becoming more like more sought after and maybe like the value of, of it is like of that knowledge is changing and it's really like important and emphasized on lots of projects. So yeah, people want to know, people want to hear from you and like have you be a part of their projects. And I think the other thing I would say is like choose something you're really passionate about. Like Annika said, you don't have to go get a Bachelor of Science. Like I started off in a Bachelor of Science and I felt really pressured to do it and it I was actually really unhappy and I did terrible and I flunked out. And then I found something I was truly passionate about and that's where I was supposed to be. And then I succeeded and, you know, I really genuinely enjoyed it. And when you, I mean, you work a lot, right? You spend a lot of time in your job and working. And if you, if you don't like it, that's a big chunk of your life that you're not going to be very fulfilled by. So if there's something you're passionate about and, and genuinely enjoy doing and you're excited to be a part of, then like pursue that passion. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to add one more thing. Um, I feel like especially young people as they're in their late, very late teens or early 20s, so everybody under the sun is saying, so what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to be? What's your plan? You don't have to know. Oh, my goodness. Like everybody changes, especially nowadays. People are going to have big changes through their lives and the types of careers that they undertake. So it's OK to just say, you know what? I don't have the whole picture yet. I just mm -hmm. want to go learn more about this thing that I think is really cool. Like, man, birds and feathers. Like, can you believe it? Like what what is going on with that? Like, I'm just so stoked about birds and feathers. So I'm going to go to that school. I'm going to learn about that thing. I'm going to get dig into it. And you know what, somewhere along the way, you're going to find maybe it's going to be a professor, maybe it's going to be a project, maybe it's going to be a job you've never seen or heard of before. And suddenly, you know, it, it it's going to open up for you. So um, you don't have to know what you want to do. Just get going on your way and it, those answers and that, you know, it'll come. I still don't so, know. Yeah, it'll come together. together. I know. And for what it's worth, like there are researchers who get government grants to study things like birds and feather color. Like you can mm -hmm. make a comfortable living and have a mortgage and a family studying things like ice. Like, you know, like, okay, yeah. cool. That's very specific. So Yep. Yeah, no, exactly what Hannah said. I'm yeah. still unsure what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> still, that's <in> okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. You know that that's okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel like we're going to be working on it until mm -hmm. we're probably 50. I mean. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have a question for Annika. So we know you create a lot of experiments for children. Do you take your work home? Like, do you test them on your own kids first? <laughs> 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 so full disclosure, I do have a six-year-old or a nearly six-year-old and an eight-year-old daughter. So when we were locked down and working from home because of COVID, then absolutely things I was testing for for kids <laughs> to make kits for the community, we were doing a little bit of prototyping or um, audience testing at home for sure. And then um, sometimes they're like super into it um, and they're like, wow, I want to play with that thing. What is that? What are you bringing home? And then other times they're just like, oh yeah, like something I'm, I'm super stoked about. They're just like like not having it at all but then I go take that activity to like some other group of six to eight year olds and they're like all over it so uh you know yeah absolutely they get to I geek it up with them 
uh, for sure. And they suffer for my, for the things that I'm into a little bit. Yeah. I just remember like my mom always bringing like her engineering stuff home and like making me do math problems and it being like, I don't want to do that. Like that's not, but it's kind of important for kids to like understand that anyone can do it. Like, Yeah. yeah. And when, when my daughter was three, she got in a major, major showdown at the playground. Um, <laughs> she got in a huge fight with one of her best friends because her friend at age three or four called every flower she saw a dandelion. Like, that's just a dandelion. It's a, And then my daughter was like, no, that one is yarrow. Like, yarrow, you were so wrong. And, you know, so there was some, like, the hurt was deep. Like, this caused... <laughs> I'm not sure if they're over it yet, but anyway, <laughs> so yeah. they suffer for my, for my, uh, interests, I guess. But, but it's crazy to see what part of you was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I'm like, that's right. It's yarrow. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> Do you want to ask Haley? Uh, yeah. Um, so Haley. You're also a Girl Guides leader. Um, how do you incorporate activities to demonstrate that the next generation of young women can follow the dreams without any obstacles? Wow, that's a really beautiful question. So I've been a Girl Guide leader for a couple years. I did it in Ontario and I, I've done it up here for four years since I moved here. Yeah, like there's, I mean, it's always related to some sort of badge or like learning something. And that's the point. I just want to expose them to new things and new people and especially where they live and show them how many incredible people are are in the region even. So like this year we had a women in careers night. So four women from different uh, organizations in Inuvik came and talked to them about like their path and they could ask them questions and I get them outside and we ID things and I encourage them to be brave and curious and ask questions and that it's a safe space and you know they can ask whatever they want. One of my most proud girl guide meetings was about a period party. I was I was really proud. I was really nervous and I asked all the parents before how they felt about it and I just wanted to encourage them, you know, that it's like not an embarrassing thing and it ha- you know it happens to everybody and we made period kits with like chocolate bars and we talked about different options and I had all these different women come in and tell the story of the first time they got their period and so I'm just trying to foster in the girl guides like yeah a sense of pursuing things that you want and being curious and trying new things and I hope that that comes across in them like there's certainly some meetings that are misses kind of like Annika with her kids I'm like I'm so excited about this activity they're gonna love it and they're kind of like we're <laughs> not everything is, is super exciting but I but I try and Anuvik has incredible I mean there's so much going on in this town to show them so I mean this year is an exception obviously but like we we do field trips and we go around and we get people mm-hmm. to come in and I feel really lucky their kids are unreal so I do girls in grades four five and six and the questions that they have and how fast they pick up new technologies and new ideas and the way that their brains work is just kind of blows my mind honestly like I don't have my own kids so I'm I think just the way that they grow is so crazy to me like how quickly it happens and I've I've known since them some of them since grade four and then they come into grade six I'm like wow you've I, I can see the change in them and I I'm really proud of all of them and I hope that they're like set off well on their way to go into grade seven when they leave my group and that they yeah that they know they can do anything that they want that's, that's awesome, awesome. That's uh, I hope anyway. same <laughs> 
All right, and one more for Annika. Um, we spoke a little bit about mentorship and the importance of having strong mentorship throughout your education. So what advice would you give a teacher or a parent in order to cultivate a passion for sciences? I like as much as I like to encourage youth and like uh, and bring hands-on science and, and you know help bring more hands-on science in to youth inside and outside the classroom. Um, sorry, I'm not in the business of like changing a student's mind about what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about them going into science versus like arts or something else. What I want them to feel and know and do is to is to be comfortable with it, to have a positive attitude and have mm -hmm. um, confidence in it by the time that they get to those grade 10 level like decisions where they have to decide like what am I going to take do I feel confident enough to tackle these upper level academic courses and graduate and go get my post-secondary and and on and on so I think when you have if you have I think one of the greatest things you could do with your kids is um, let them get messy. Admit when you don't know the answer. I think it's totally, it, you need to, like, if they just have a mom who could answer every question they have, like, I think it's sometimes good to, to prompt them to explore and be like, mm -hmm. hmm, how could we figure that out? Or, you know, how could we try? Is it okay to not have the answer? How could we figure this out? What are we missing? What should be, we be looking for? Spending time in nature is so wonderful for all kinds of reasons, but that's such a natural starting point to see those patterns in nature or to notice things, to notice changes or differences, and then kind of start wondering like, why is it like that? Or how come we only find this type of plant here and not over there or this species of animal here and not over there? Like, what is it? What is it about this place? So I don't know. Like, you know, I, I think it's it's just there's so much. I think science is really like there's a lot going on right now. And I'm so happy to see like the gender disparities kind of breaking down too. It still makes me sad. Like on a receipt the other day, my daughter got a Lego kit and it's on the receipt. It said boys toys. And there was her Lego kit. And I'm like, that's crap. Come on now. Like, and same with computers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like if your daughter is super into gaming and coding and like building things in Minecraft, yeah. like just let her go. Like, that's awesome. Get, just get behind them, whatever they're yeah. into and let them be curious and explore. Yeah, I don't know. This was not really a straightforward answer, but those are my kind of <laughs> no. scattered thoughts on it is, yeah, be passionate with your kids, even if that's not your passion mm -hmm. and trust that they're going to find their way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty amazing world that we live in, both from the tech side and to the outer space, like all the wild discoveries and programs that are happening to like nature, what's happening in our backyards and shoot, even under our fingernails, right? Like grab a microscope. So that it's such a science is just like for the, the incurably curious, you know, that's, that's me, man. Just, <laughs> I get so excited, like hearing about nerdy stuff. So <laughs> Great. Um, so Haley, um, I watched your GIS ambassador spotlight today. It was on the <laughs> oh, <YouTube. gosh. laughs> um, so what is your favorite thing about being an ambassador for GIS? Uh, wow. Well, thank you for watching that. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's funny. It's funny. It popped up on my feed. I was like, yes, I want to watch that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Hannah. Such a, <laughs> such a good pal. So the GIS ambassador program is started uh, by a software company I used to work at called Esri Canada. So they are kind of like the, the main GIS software company, I guess. Um, so I used to work there before I switched to working outside more often instead of downtown Toronto. But I learned a ton there and I really loved that job and I had an amazing team. So the JS Ambassador Program, what it does is it gets JS professionals all over the country and they try and match you up with educators or, or like students or teachers colleges. So when I used to work there, um, I used to go to classrooms and teach teachers how to use GIS and teach students how to use GIS. And I go into teachers colleges programs and talk to like geography teachers and science teachers. So now that I have uh, switched careers, I get to be an ambassador. Like, you know, I do it as often as I can. And so I, actually with Annika, we do GIS week every year or geography week and there's GIS day, sorry. And that's one of my I mean, I, I am like, if we're talking about nerds, like I love maps and geography. So geography week is, is like very near and dear to my heart. So we have other ambassadors in Anubik. So we kind of get together and plan like a week of activities. So that involves speaking to a lot of the elementary school students. And we have a, a floor map that fills up almost the whole gym of the whole country that they get to explore. And we talk about orienteering and remote sensing and satellites and compasses and everything. So I think that what I've loved about being a JS ambassador is kind of what I spoke about before, about how quickly kids pick up things and the way their brains work and the questions that they ask. And But I also think that it's really important when you live in this region and are on the land a lot to be geographically literate. And that's something I'm super passionate about, like knowing where you are and how to navigate. And I mean, people who can navigate the Delta without a GPS are actually the biggest heroes I can ever think of. I do not get it. I barely can get to Big Lake, which I can like see from my window of my house. <laughs> and the geographic literacy here and part of like indigenous culture is unbelievable. And I'm totally in awe of it. So I think that sparking that interest and in, in young kids makes me really excited. That's probably my favorite part of being about of being an ambassador is just talking about being outside and like how you, you're using geography, even though you don't think about it necessarily all the time, you know, mm -hmm. and one of my favorite activities is we zoom out to all of Canada and we say, you know, point to where you live on this map and we're so far north and that's a point of pride, you know, for those kids that they, they were so yeah. far north in Canada and they know where we are on the map and that just makes me really proud. So yeah, I think being able to know where you are and navigate skidooing or berry picking or um, going out boating, like it's so important here. So I'm, I'm really excited to be an ambassador in town and just like foster that curiosity and that knowledge for being outside. That's awesome. And we have one more for Annika. Mm -hmm. So we know that last year or that you've received the Making a Difference Award. Uh, from the Canadian Asso Association of Science Centers. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that, that experience? Thank you. I guess, I, I mean, I just, um, I was very shocked um, and honored and uncomfortable getting that award. <laughs> and we just made um, you uncomfortable once again so by okay. mentioning it. That's my, that's my own hangup. So, um, yeah, so the place where I work is is part of a network that includes Canadian science centers across um, from coast to coast and now coast and I was nominated by um, some people that I work with that have seen the the outreach program that we do grow like we've we 
always, we're so lucky even here in the far north in the Western Arctic to get groups coming to the schools to share their passion, to share hands-on activities. But it's, it can't always happen every year and it can't be year round, you know, like it's maybe once a year for the Inuvik schools if they're lucky and like for the communities farther out, like even less so. So the program was always about how do we improve that access? How do we maybe have someone here in the region to support more hands-on science and access to that for both educators and for um and for our K-12 like youth and put them in touch with the researchers and all these like professionals and careers that are in STEM. So it was really about making it something that's on the ground based in the North and responsive to the needs of the teachers and of the schools and of the community groups that we work with. And so it's really, really, really grown. I love what I do. I love the various aspects of it and the different groups we get to work with. It's the most satisfying thing ever. And it's really taking off now. Now we have somebody doing this job in Fort Smith to serve the South Slave region and pretty soon in Yellowknife too. So it's it's really exciting. And I think that's just seeing how the program grew. And I think in the North, one of the best things, one of the best indicators of like, did we do okay? Did that like classroom visit or something go okay? Your best indicator is if they ask to have you back Mm -hmm. um, or if they email you again to say, hey, okay, what are we going to do next? Like, that's it, right? Because your relationships need to be strong in the North and they really need to be fostered. And and so if you have relationships suffer damage up here, sometimes you don't get those callbacks, right? So it's just been such a joy to work so closely with the schools and with the community groups that serve youth and to, I don't know, I just get to have a lot of fun in my job and I get to do it a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot and more than I can actually keep up with. So yeah, it's, I, I'm very honored. I feel I'm trying to even just think about that award to me I just like I really <laughs> want to do my job well number one because it's it's very important in my mind but also because it's tremendously satisfying so there's definitely like I'm getting something out of it too right so mm-hmm. okay so we just have a couple more questions oh yeah one for both of them yeah this is for both of you um so do you feel living in the north has given you more opportunities than you would have in the south I've been here I've seen it and I've, I, it's also happened to me. I think that because of, if you show that you are interested in developing your career, if you come up early in your career, uh, or if you are from here, which is even more important, and you get plugged in with an employer who is invested in your training and development as a young professional, absolutely. You can make strides in Northern Canada that would take much longer farther south. Because we very often, our workplaces in the north are operating on a small crew with a giant mandate that Mm -hmm. seems to be the status quo. And because of that, if you are driven, if your employer is committed to your training and development, and you are as well, holy moly, you can be doing stuff in your 30s that you might not be doing until your 50s, you know, if you were in a southern, you know, urban setting. That's my perception anyway. Yeah, I think Annika said it perfectly. Like if you're willing to, I, I mean, this is me speaking as a person from the South who, who certainly moved up here, like as a, as a career jumping point, you know, 
if you're yeah if you're willing to move up here and be open to new experiences and be humbled by you know learning how much you don't know um it's like a place of endless opportunity i mean there's so much of the north and there's not a lot of people well yeah there's not a lot of people up in the north like i mean yeah i'm the only gis tech in my organization and it we cover a lot of area and a lot of ground so yeah if you like adventure and going out of your comfort zone a little and learning new things like the north is so special i feel really lucky that i ended up here i mean i applied for this job for fun it was like i don't know and then i got it and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> i guess i'm moving to the nwt and i have no regrets it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me like i yeah. feel so lucky and so happy to be up here oh yeah we have and I got most... to meet all of you. <laughs> <laughs> we have the most important question coming up. Our final uh, it's our question. final question. So thank you guys okay. so much for being here. And the final question is, what is your favorite thing about us? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that we're on the curly hair team together in the north, which is an adventure. And also you both have the best laugh. Um, I think this is like blind perception outsider looking in. Uh, so I first met the two of you through some work-related meetings. And I understand you were both hired at approximately the same time, like within, you know, a few months of each other. And for me, outsider looking in, I know nothing that I could be way off base here. But it was just, I, you guys have been like kind of adorable to watch because I feel like <laughs> they work together. They put on all these events together. They like, they are, they help make these amazing things happen in town. And then like, they also hang out and they like <laughs> they've got a podcast they make little videos like you guys are so adorable together and I love I feel like you are I know how rare and special it is to find that fast friend like that friend that mm -hmm. oh man and then to find them when you are both southerners who moved to Inuvik yeah. um like that's amazing and whichever one of you if you aren't lifers and you like one or both of you decide to move south if you don't do it at the same time one of you is going to be super mad at the other like yep. I'm just saying <laughs> it right now so you can't let it happen at this point your friendship is so like there that you yeah. need to like make plans together essentially and sorry like um but Hannah like Kyle's just along for the ride basically <laughs> Louisa oh we say that all the time I was yeah. talking yeah. to okay. someone about so the dog about Ellie and I was talking about when they got they got Ellie here, but I said, oh yeah, when we got Ellie, and I was like, oh wait, no, she's not my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Backtrack. So that's my favorite thing about you is that you guys are adore like your story. As far as I've been able to kind of watch it over the years, is so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then now, like, if it's all true, like, I'm just super happy that you guys have this like awesome friendship and you found each other in the western arctic that's awesome well our ego is well fresh for the weekend <laughs> yeah we're good to go. go we just need another <laughs> little pick me up <laughs> i hope you two good are question. in the middle of an awkward fight right now and uh, right <laughs> this was my one way of making up for <laughs> for earlier Actually, no we hate each other today <laughs> we're never this is a different way yeah, this is different <laughs> we're super grateful that you guys are here yeah. if you guys have any questions 
now is the time to, or if you want to say anything special, now would be the time to do so because we are pretty much done. Mm -hmm. You've got an experience of what it's like to be a podcaster. <laughs> um, thanks for having us. And I, I'm yeah. like, I am the biggest podcast nerd. That's all I listen to all day, every day. Um, except like if, if I didn't have kids, these earbuds would never come out ever. Um, so thank you for letting me actually be on one. And uh, yeah, I wish you guys all the best with it moving forward. It's a awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, this yeah. is really cool. I, I was once quoted in a real life article saying, go science. It said, Conway Sorry. fist pumped the air and said, go science. And <laughs> that's how I feel right now. Again, go science. science. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, and I think we just got the name of the episode. Thank you guys so much and have a fantastic weekend. Thank you you too. Guys. Nice seeing you, Paul. Thank yeah. you. That was really fun. All right. <laughs> Bye for now. Okay, bye. Bye. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to our show. That was What the Frist, episode five Women in Science. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at What The Frizz Podcast. And don't forget about our giveaway. Yes, we have some really awesome partners for our giveaway, so make sure to find that on our Instagram and Facebook page. Yeah, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.